0: net
1: after losing two in a row by a combined 27 to 4 the Cubs visit the Astros tonight with Jamison Tyone opposing Fromber Valdez in the pitching matchup Wilson Contreras returns to his role as the Cardinals starting catcher tonight when they host the Brewers with Jack Flaherty on the mat Celtics won a game seven in the NBA on Sunday tonight it's a game seven for the Stars and Kraken in the NHL the winner will face the Oilers in the Western Conference final
2: I'm Doug Thompson for the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Monday, get one of Jethro's world-famous meal deals. Four. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 106.3 KXNO. Mm-mm.
0: It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXO. Local programming for the next six hours. Murphy and Andy follow Trent and I. They're one to three. The Fanatics, the Fanatics, I keep saying that. The drive, Heather and Sean from three until six. Uh, Let's get Matt Snyder in here. CBSSports.com as we talk a little baseball and do so every Monday at this time. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good I'm glad to be here um and you guys are not in Vegas this time so i'm not I'm not really overly jealous so um, but I'm ready, go yep, I'm ready to <laughs> go back
0: yeah I'm ready to go back it's uh it was a great week of baseball, so let's uh, let's start with um Oh, I want to do the Cardinals, because we're starting to see them at least maybe. Look, the American League East is so tough top to bottom, right? You go into Fenway Park, you do what you did against the, uh, against the Red Sox, who are playing pretty darn well. Cardinals, as you pointed out, such a big hole to climb out of. I don't yeah. know if they can, but if, they're in, if there is a division where you want to be in order to climb out of said hole, it would be the NL Central. Where are you on the Cardinals?
1: Well, I mean, they've won six of seven, uh, five of six there on the road, and Wrigley, you know, I, whatever on the Cubs. But, yeah, the Red Sox were playing very, very well. Two complete meltdowns from Kenley Jansen, which he hadn't all year. He, he'd been really nailed up until that point. Um, they're seven and a half out. That we, We've known for a long, long time in the middle of May, seven and a half out, while you don't want to be there. That's long been workable. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do have three against the Brewers starting tonight. So it, let's say they take all three, all of a sudden they're four and a half out, and they just took the first three from the Brewers. Now they're in fine shape, and all of a sudden they can put everything from early in the season behind them. If they do something like get swept and they're <laughs> ten and a half out, I don't know then. So, with the, with the um, Dodgers lot, up next. Yeah, with the Dodgers up next. A lot is going to depend on, on this series. Um even if they get two of three, uh, to knock that thing down to six and a half as well or as badly as they pl- have played early in the season and as well as the Brewers played mm-hmm. early in the season to only be six and a half out to their first series. I think they're in adequate shape. I don't want to say good shape or anything because they probably expected to be leading the division by several games by now, but workable shape. So we'll see.
3: What is your takeaway with this Wilson Contreras situation back behind the plate? You uh, you invest this kind of money in a guy that you saw 19 mm-hmm. times a year. It's just such an odd story to have at this point six weeks into the season.
1: It was very weird. Um, I'm just going to chalk it up to they've never been in this situation before with the 10-24 and 24 start and just the pitching staff being so bad, which is not that surprising if you look at the personnel heading into the year. Um, so I, I, think that it was kind of one of those things where they just didn't know what to do and they kind of panicked. Um, and I think they realized that and that's why they put him back behind the plate. Uh, so many players rallied around Wilson. Uh, I, I think they probably realized, man, we really overreacted. I thought it was especially funny yesterday to see the quotes from Contreras on like, what, what did you learn in this? What just over a week off? He's like, I haven't done anything different at all. all right. So it's just yeah. the whole thing was just ridiculous. I think they probably realized it a few days after the call. Like, what are we doing, man? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. Like, like I said, I I feel like the, the ten and twenty four start was new to this entire front office. They didn't know what to do. They panicked because you know Yadier Molina was always the rock behind the plate. Now we got a new guy. The pitching staff. In tatters right now, so it must be his fault. But then I think when they got distance from it, they were like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Um, So, yeah, it's one of those things that we'll probably look back on this in a few months and almost not really remember it that well, unless they go on a huge run and they're in first place. They can be like, well, they turned it around when they – removed Wilson Contreras from catcher, and then everybody rallied around him and said it was a ridiculous decision. That was when they turned it around.
0: Yeah, look, I can't wait to watch it tonight for that very reason. Uh, and There's a Game 7 in hockey, but I want to watch Flaherty uh, throw to, uh, to Contreras behind the plate. All right, let, let's move on uh, from the Cardinals, but that is uh, a really good point. If you could change sports teams, and you can't because it's against the rules, and I don't want to. I love my Blue Jays. But boy, these Orioles are fun to watch, right? We saw them starting to turn a corner last Year and you just wondered, can they keep it up? And they were in the hunt for most of it when they were supposed to finish far back and well beaten, yet there they were. And then they've taken another step this year. Um, the entire division is above 500, the East, they're all above 500, but there are the Orioles looking like they're going to go toe to toe with any of them. I love this story. I really like this team.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see the turnaround as it's happening, and we've seen it, you know, with several different teams, and then the Orioles turn now. Uh, we had concerns, I think, last week this time about the schedule because a lot of the teams they'd beat up on were bad teams, but they took two or three from the Rays. Uh, I mean, I guess we have to stay two or three from the Pirates because the Pirates love a winning record, but that's, that's, <laughs> they're completely folding on themselves like we thought they would. But it's it's a fun team because their bullpen is lights out. They steal bases. They'll hit for power, but it's not fully concentrated on home runs. It's more of like a just top to bottom getting some base hits. Um, it, it's a fun group, they have a flair for the dramatic they they rally around each other it's one of those things I think brings teams together when you come from being so 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 bad, when you start to turn it around the city starts to rally around the team, it's all kind of new and exciting, it's an easy way to rally together and it seems like that's kind of what they're doing, they're having a lot of fun playing winning baseball. Speaking of
0: fun
3: does every team now have something goofy in the dugout? Is that where Pretty we much, really. is that where we yeah, have reached? I'm with you. Everybody says we're going to do something from the funnel in Baltimore to <laughs> the fishing gear in Minnesota, and all the way through the shopping
0: cart in, the, in Fenway last year.
1: What? A, what? A, anybody missing now, or is everybody in on the act? I, I haven't uh, been keeping score on that front. <laughs> that's a, a column, like Matt Snyder. Yeah, things. that's yeah. a column, baby. <laughs> We just we had uh, somebody from our trending team did did uh, the best home run celebrations last Thursday. They'll be up there on the site. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I I feel like (laughs) baseball has been, you know, I I don't know enough about hockey, but if we compare to like basketball and football, baseball has been left behind in terms of the fun factor and doing celebrations like that. And just the stuffiness the old guard kind of, hey, don't disrespect the game. You have to play the game the r- r- right way. But watch some of these World Baseball Classic games between mm-hmm. some of the Asian teams or some of the Caribbean teams, yep. and it's like a nonstop party. <laughs> and we don't have to be the boring sport. We can get excited and do stuff like that. So I, I love it. I think it's great for the game. And uh, that's something that will will kind of have a trickle-down effect all the way down to, to like, Little League. And it's not uh, (laughs) necessarily showing up the other team because it's like getting in the dugout and then doing something, you know, so you're celebrating with your teammates. Um, That's what I, I like about it is hopefully we can stave off a little bit of the complaints from the old guard because you're not necessarily yelling and screaming, you know, at the other team. You're just getting into your dugout and celebrating with your teammates in the dugout.
0: Uh Christopher Morel was the lone bright spot fair to say trend yeah. you watch uh, 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 this weekend in a couple of just bombs uh, up in the Twin Cities, the team is going the wrong way, I think, and they have to go to Houston to start the week. It's kind of oh, mirrors like la- I think it is too. It kind of mirrors last yeah. year, right? They got off to a good start. I think Cappie anointed Suzuki as the rookie of the year on the April fifteenth. At that point, he's seen enough. Um, but the team's going the wrong way. Morel is a great story. Uh, what uh, your thoughts on the Cubs?
1: Well, I mean, how much time do we have left? I can complain a lot. No, I. Uh, okay, so they went to LA and took two or three from the Dodgers. They swept the A's, which pretty much everybody is doing. And it seemed like okay, maybe this team's going to be better. Uh, worst record in the National League since then, eight and fifteen. Wow. Uh, one of the worst records in baseball. The only teams that are worse in baseball since then are the Royals, White Sox, and A's, and those are probably mm. the three worst teams in baseball. Um, I, I I thought. Jed Hoyer did, you know, to, to use a breaking bad term, uh, he had an offseason of half-mesh. It was a time to kind of, you know, stake your claim here as the big boys in the division who can spend a lot of money in addition to doing other things to make the roster better. And instead, he just kind of half-hearted it. And it's showing up right now. And, uh, you know, if you look at Jameson Tyone, just not that great of a signing. It never was from the start. Hayden Wozneski's getting knocked around the yard. Marcus Stroman had a, a regression type start. Justin Steele is still amazing, but aside from that, the pitching was supposed to be the calling card. But the bullpen's kind of a mess, and the rotation isn't that great right now. Um Offensively, it's you know it's you, this is kind of what you expect when you when you take when you look at the lineup heading into the year because they don't have like a guy or two in the middle lineup who seems like a needle mover. Like I love Ian Happ. But if he's your three-hole hitter instead of like a six-hole, it doesn't seem like you're going to be one of the better teams in the league. It just doesn't. And Cody Bellinger, for a second, it looked like he was going to be his old self and he could be that guy. Well, he's kind of regressing a little bit. He's still having a good year, but it just doesn't seem like they have one or two guys in the middle lineup. They just have a bunch of pretty good hitters. So, I mean, maybe Morrell can be that guy. Maybe Mervis gets hot now that he's got eight games under his belt. And he's shown a few flashes, but he's also struck out a lot. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a mess. And um, I know a few weeks ago we discussed how in the preseason when I said they were mediocre at best and a lot of the other Cubs fans got mad at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of feel like I might I might have been right mm-hmm. after all.
3: Yeah, it feels like you're definitely trending that direction. All right, I just brought up the odds to win the division. No surprise the Brewers are the betting favorite. You gotta lay minus one sixty five, you want to bet on the brooks. So
0: who's the second
3: choice? The second choice is Uh, the Cardinals. They are the second choice. Uh What would you rather bet right now, Matt? The Cardinals at plus four fifty to win the division or the Cubs at plus six seventy five?
1: Well, I mean, rather, I'd rather, I'd rather win with the Cubs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what's more likely? I think the Cardinals are more likely, yeah, and really it's too. only three and a half games right now. That's true. You know, it's yeah. they're only three and a half behind the Cubs. Mm. It's not even that big. And if you say the Cubs are nineteen and twenty-one, if I can continue to pile on them because I'm very angry with them <laughs> right now, if we take away the three wins over the A's, which you know they're sixteen and twenty-one, that's pretty bad. So, yeah. Not happy with them right now.
0: Uh, there were two series this week, and I wanted to really pay attention to because uh, one was Atlanta versus Toronto. The other one was the Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers swept the Pods, and the Blue Jays swept the Braves. What did we learn about either of those two series, if anything?
1: Um, on the Braves' front, not the biggest deal in the world. Their, their pitching is in shambles right now uh, with, with Freed and Wright both injured. It's going to take some time before they get everything sorted out there. And they've got a trade deadline. And I trust Anthopolis after the way he kind of patched up when Acuna, for example, went down with this torn ACL. Plus they have the biggest division elite in baseball. It's not the Rays, it's Braves at five. So not too worried about the Braves. The Blue Jays, man, I think I mentioned last week that they had played the fewest yes, number did. of home games.
0: I didn't realize out of
1: anybody. They're now 12 and three at home. They're amazing in Toronto. Uh, they're Great, great team. Uh, there's a lot of great signs there because every, not everything has gone right. You know, a lot of times when a team has a good start, well, everything's going right. That's not true with the Blue Jays. Manoa's been really bad. Safe. Yes. Um, just just one example of the things that have gone mm-hmm. wrong. So it's not like everything's been perfect there. The Blue Jays are very, very strong. Definite World Series contender. I know it's going to be tough to get to the division with the Rays already having a six-game lead over them. Plus, the Orioles are around, and can't forget about the Yankees or even the Red Sox. But the Blue Jays are tough, man. On the other side, the Dodgers—it's uh, you know—I'm about ready to say shame on me for <laughs> me, me the too. heading <laughs> this year—and uh, told the Dodgers show us otherwise. I mean, the one year they didn't win the division in the last was when they won 106 games, but the Giants won 107. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and here they are again, just awesome. It's, it's The model franchise in Major League Baseball is the, is the Dodgers. And I know some people might want to argue otherwise, but I, I mean, the Dodgers, I, I know they have a huge payroll, but they're so, so, so good at developing young talent, plugging holes on the cheap, and building around them with the high-priced talent. It's stuff like that the Yankees, should be able to do that. The Mets should be able to do that. The Cubs should be able to do it. The Dodgers just do it year in, year out. And you can't say enough about them. As for the Padres,
0: <laughs> man,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's you, it's the middle of May. Bob Melvin kind of gave them a tongue lashing, uh, I believe, in Minnesota. And they then they went back and it just got their teeth kicked in by the Dodgers. Uh, 19 and 22, just not good enough with the amount of investment that they've put on this team, the amount of talent they have. I still think they're going to get hot at some point. Not sure I would still pick them to win the division, though. It's seven games right now, and they yep. just went one and five against the Dodgers. So I think you have to pick the Dodgers. I do think the Padres are still a playoff team, but at some point they soon they've got to start playing like it.
3: We're going to get four teams out of the American League East in the playoffs, aren't
0: we? Should. Right now
3: we yeah, would.
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: Um, Maybe the, uh, the 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 runner-up in the West. There, the
1: Astros The Astros are going to probably win the West. Yep. The Rangers being 10 over right now. They'll no come back way. to the Pack. They they'll probably will come back to the pack, but there there might be a West team in the mix. There absolutely will not be a Central team no. in the mix, <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be at least the top two from the East, and maybe the third wild card will be a brawl between the last two teams in the East with the second place team in the West or something like that. But yeah, it's, the the smart money right now is on the three wild cards all being AL East.
0: Uh, did you happen uh, back to the Cardinals for sec- just a sec? Did you see when they surprised Luke, uh, Lars, Neubauer on on uh, Mother's Day? With did you see uh, uh, Perez did that phenomenal TV? Were you watching?
1: Actually, no, I did not. I no, I was. Uh Finishing up power rankings by that point. <laughs> gotcha.
0: So like, well, it was one of those Mother's Day deals, and uh, maybe, well, that's good. Yeah, no, it was really, it was really, I thought really well done. Finish up on this because we never talk about the Royals, and why would we? Uh, Granky, uh, I thought this was a pretty good list. He's now uh, struck out one thousand different Major League wow. uh, batters, <laughs> joining this list: Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan, Roger wow. Clements, yeah. and Greg Maddox, and you uh, know, Johnson and. Uh, Ryan and is all fireballers, and there's Maddox on that list. Yeah. Peyton Corners,
1: right? Well, and they're all over thirty thousand. Grinky twenty nine
0: fourteen. Is that where he's at? Ooh,
1: yeah, man, that might be tough to get there because he doesn't strike out a ton of guys anymore. They'll be that. That could be close.
0: Yeah, that's one of those. These one of these guys that's going to be. Uh, I'm anxious to see. You know when his clock starts. I'm not going to get the there, obviously. Thing. Yeah. And he's not gonna be anywhere close yeah. to begin. But is he one of these guys that you know he starts at twenty two and then he's up to thirty one and we watch as the uh as time goes by as, if if he gets closer yeah. to that threshold. A I, hell
1: I, of career. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be arguing pretty hard for him. I think he's a firm yes.
0: Ah, hope you're right. Hell of a career. Matt Snyder, thank you so much as always. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Love talking baseball, CBS Sports dot com. Thank you, Matt. All right. Take care. Yep, you do the same. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Good conversation uh, with Matt, as always. We got some big breaking news. It's the same thing I saw. It's just incredible. I had to look twice. Mm -hmm. Does that have to do with the television network? It does. And it's one that I I just, this is the first time I'd seen CBS. (laughs) And the Hawkeyes, go ahead. In
3: a long, long time. Amazing, yeah. Feels like growing up for youngster, for old people out there now. Grew up in the 80s. (laughs) This was what you knew, right? Yeah. College football, CBS, and And it was well before ABC. ABC was not the same entity that CBS was for these Big Ten games. And now, uh, here we are. Saturday, September
0: 23rd, 7 o'clock. Oh, my. Gotta get the music. Gotta have it. It's the Hawks and the Knits under the lights. Seven o'clock, CBS. That'll be a big one, you think? Is this their first? I mean, they're going to have they'll have the SEC those opening weeks, but is this their first dipping of the toe into Big Ten waters? Do you think? No, I, I would guess you, no, I they've guess. had one before that. But we now know Penn State and Iowa will kick off on Saturday the twenty third. On KCCI locally at seven o'clock central. Yeah, they got
3: to be happy about that, don't
0: they? Oh, ecstatic, ecstatic! Because they haven't had local college football. No, these no. It's the SEC. Mm-hmm. They get one bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's the Sun Bowl, and the Hawks don't go to that anymore. It's been the nineties. Right. Was yep. the last time mm-hmm. 97. Uh, 97. Um But yeah, they're back in the uh, back end of the fray. What a great theme. Truly a great team. Uh, It's uh, 25 minutes after noon. We will take our time out, come back. Uh, We have not talked about Iowa State yet. We'll do so. By the way, a really good piece, really informative. You know, you start to see as you get closer to college football, you're starting to reacquaint yourself with some of the rosters. uh, There's a piece on all the quarterbacks at all of the schools in the Big 12 I found very informative. If you are a subscriber to The Athletic and you want to scratch that college football itch, a good piece at The Athletic. Athlon is coming out when? I saw the cover on Twitter. Oh, I don't know. Maybe as soon as this weekend. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Because is normally middle of the May, yeah. somewhere around Right there?
3: before Memorial Day, yeah.
0: Well, we're right Going to the beach, m- you can take it with you. Sitting in your basement, Ankeny. You take it, it with right me there, there too. Uh, it's 25 afternoon, Miller & Conda, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
3: Trent Condon back with you.
0: Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't
3: have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renter's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free To have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free. To remember this rhyme, DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse, nfing.net.
0: Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family-owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand-new location in Altoona at 509 8th Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental, come see what the buzz is all about. Fuller Dental... Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the
3: roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515 225 Or you can go online
1: at Wolf Roof. The iHeartRadio app Join iHeartRadio Des Moines. Fun with the police with the Des Moines Police Department on Saturday, May 20th from 9 to 11 a.m. The fun happens in front of the Des Moines Police Station at East First and Court right across the river from the downtown farmer's market. Check out the SWAT team, CSI, and other first responder displays. There's face painting and inflatables for the kids. The best donut competition. It's fun for the entire family. Come out for fun with the police at the Des Moines Police station saturday may 20th from 9 to 11 a.m
0: taken as a compliment
3: if you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a brick gentry PC. He set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good
0: to have Rush, your jeweler for life. Now, back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Just past 12.30, Miller and Condon, is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. One more quick note to just uh, put a button on that. It's going to be a whiteout game at Penn State, too. Oh, I'm
3: sure, yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I like whiteouts. Had uh, fun time in state college for
3: those ones before. So whooping. Was that the rain game? Oh, yeah. It was rain. hmm Big 94 make a play? Yeah, he did. Boy, he did. I'll say. And those chirpy Penn State fans, Got shut a up. a quiet, did they? Oh, 110,000 of those <laughs> idiots. It was great.
0: Uh, let's get uh, We move on. Let's talk a little bit of Iowa State, shall we? You know, it's, every now and then, it's, there's one of these stories that pops up, right? It's, it's usually this time of year. Yeah. Um, have you been following, on, at least on Twitter, the tennis story with Iowa? I love the fact oh, that yeah, yeah. the coach gets interviewed. Never heard of the coach in my life. Never will again, probably, right? They're taking out UCLA. and I, Let's go. And let's... they're dousing him with the Gatorade yeah. after the game. I thought that was a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not being facetious at all. No, I really did. I thought well, that was really cool. And you dig deeper into
3: the story. They had never had like something like a top 50 win in program history, and beating a the team are. ranked in the top wow, 50 before he took over. And now here they are in the Elite Eight. Just...
0: It's incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a good story. Nick Olson joins us. Nick, is there a thread on your board about these uh, Cyclone women tennis players?
2: Oh, yeah. There's there's absolutely some excitement and, and chatter over here, Ken. It's, it's a really cool story. You know, I'm actually yep. a bit of a tennis fan. I've played it really throughout most of my kind of childhood and, and career. So it's been pretty incredible to see, and it's just cool, you know, how quickly – Boomer and this uh, this program have really kind of shifted things, obviously, among the elites this season.
0: You know what else I thought was good, too? Um, I get it's the time of the year and the press is looking for – but there was a lot of press there to cover the story, and I thought that that was good, too, because, uh, look, they, they practice and uh, uh, sadly get overlooked a lot of times, but that was uh, pretty – now just help me out. Now they're on to uh, – where are they? Go to Florida for the Sweet 16? Is that it? Lead eight, lead eight, there.
2: Orlando. Yep, elite eight uh, in Orlando, taking on NC State. Ken. yep, absolutely
0: good stuff. Well, rooting for him. allowed mm-hmm. to do that, absolutely. So, Nick, uh, that uh, let's talk about the recruiting aspect. Of course, you're all over that at CycloneAlert.com, both uh, basketball and football. Uh, but the uh, football struck again. This uh, this kid, this latest uh, member of the secondary, Taylor's his last name. Can't recall his first name, but. Uh, um, Look, they've they've had some success on the back end of that defense, and here comes another one.
2: Yeah, Ken, so this is already almost unbelievably, uh, just in terms of kind of the pace of this class, the seventh commit of the class of 2024. And as I've kind of mentioned on this show with you guys, it's not necessarily going to be an enormous class this season. So they're off to a really good start. As for Quentin Taylor himself, guys, I I was thinking this, you know, well before he had really committed or kind of was even leaning too far to Iowa State. So this is not too biased or anything, guys. I think he's going to end up being one of, if not potentially the best player uh, in this class, at least in terms of kind of coming in with a very high floor, being college ready. I mean, you look at his film. He plays a lot of corner in high school. They're going to have him at safety likely at Iowa State under safety coach Deion Broomfield did a great job on this recruitment, but he's just incredibly versatile is is Quentin Taylor. He's got some pretty good size, not afraid to hit. He's physical and actually some really good NFL uh, lineage, I believe as well. Brandon Merriweather, the old safety for Washington and Chicago and New York is actually his uncle. Uh, So that's kind of cool. You know, Along with along with Taylor's story. And this is, this is a big one guys. He had several, Power 5 offers, and I didn't necessarily expect him to make this decision so early either. Hey, uh,
3: apologies because I didn't give you a heads up on this, but it just popped in my head. So, got back on Wednesday night from Vegas. I had a connecting flight through St. Louis. And who do I see on that plane? A bunch of Cyclone football staffers. There were some big dudes. There were some (laughs) guys that definitely looked the part. Any idea, were there any camps middle last week down in the St. Louis area? Were they traveling back from somebody else? Again, just speculation here, but any idea? Because I think there were seven, eight guys that were all together, all looked like part of Iowa State football staff, and many of them wearing Iowa State football gear.
2: Yeah, kind of based on where that is, Trent, you know, that's definitely a spot that Iowa State likes to kind of do some of that general Uh, Recruiting, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of loaded with talent, so they certainly have hit up some of those schools. But that's also a pretty easy connector, I feel, Mm -hmm. when they're heading to maybe some of these some of these states that aren't necessarily direct. Like I've mentioned, Oklahoma is a big one for Iowa State this year, actually, really big. Um, You know, in that Missouri area as well, they're going to probably end up having a couple commit from there. I don't believe, at least from what I saw, there was kind of one of those massive camps last week I think a lot of the position coaches have kind of been recruiting specific areas as well but yeah that's definitely uh, interesting you ran into them Trump for sure Nick uh the we just saw
0: the Big Ten starting and we're going to see a little bit more of these trickle out right kickoff times etc when are we going to know Cyhawk kickoff any any idea when we know when uh, the state's biggest game will actually start
2: Yeah, so I'll be able to give you, you know, certainly a little bit uh, more on that probably later this week or next week, just with kind of some checking in and press conferences that I will be at throughout the week, but that's what I'm expecting here in the near future, Ken. That's obviously a very highly anticipated game. I think it's going to have a little extra uh, excitement around here after how last year went, and obviously the game will be in Ames this year, which I'm really intrigued to check out, but I would think no later than really the next few weeks here in the near future. As kind of some of those marquee games, I know you guys were talking about that Iowa game on CBS. Mm-hmm. More of those kind of come out here in the near future.
3: It's an exciting time when we get the kickoff times. and We know the network. Yeah. We know where things are going to be. They do. I like kind of the slow drip. Me that too. We get I'm with you over the next couple of weeks yeah. because well that's content too which is never a bad thing uh what we're doing a daily show nick uh, speaking of that another thing that adds content to us is realignment now, i know that's not part of your job is the kind of realignment beat if you will but what are the rumblings you're hearing if anything and where the big 12 currently sits we continue to talk about the four corner schools of the pac 12 and how much sense that would make what's the latest of anything you're hearing from there
2: Yeah, definitely, Trent. So basically, you know, when I have checked in, and like you said, kind of with recruiting and such, things definitely stay busy over here. But I I still, I get the sense that the Big 12 is going to continue to, you know, really be aggressive here in the near future. I think they've shown already under some of this new leadership and kind of the, really some of the top teams that they have added and are looking at continuing to add. I think they're in a very comfortable spot. I think that especially in the world of college basketball, they're going to remain as really the toughest and deepest league in the entire country. A name that does pop up occasionally, at least on my board and with people that I do trust in general, is Colorado. I know that's gotten kind of a lot of buzz on Twitter as well, but you know, I'd be far from kind of formally reporting or stating that I know anything uh, with that for certain here in the near future. But We'll definitely be talking about that a little more here in the next month or so, as I will be present at Big 12 Media Days as well.
0: Nice. Well, if you could do me a favor, and that's reach out to your 24-7 colleague that covers Arizona. His name is Jason Shear. I think he's pretty well plugged in. Um, he won 't return <laughs> anything for me to save my life, but um, i 'd love to talk to him because he of all the people you know that uh, that, um, that we follow the Kanzanos and what 's the what's his name Wilners mm-hmm. who are just seemingly mouthpieces for the pac twelve this guy kind of goes against the grain and thinks that it 's about to blow up, and I would because um, Arizona is one of those schools that's rumored, um, you know, if, if indeed it does, to be headed the Big Twelve way. So if you get a chance, put a good word in for Miller and Condon here in Des Moines. <laughs> would you please, Nick?
2: <laughs> I would be happy to do that for you, Ken, Of course, love. You to. know, I can definitely reach out and hopefully make something happen for you here this summer.
0: That'd be that'd be really cool. So what else is going on football camp wise? We're kind of in that lull before the camp starts, where they really pick up in June, correct?
2: Yeah, June is very, very busy, Ken. So basically, I was just looking at that a little bit. That's, you know, the two major official visit weekends, which I actually have just added three names uh, to some of those lists since yesterday. So those weekends for Iowa State, uh, that'll be the second weekend here in June and then the third. They're actually filling up pretty well here, which is not surprising with all of these commitments already here in the class. They've got the camps going on those same weeks earlier in the week, I believe. Uh, when you know high school athletes and people from all over can kind of learn from the Iowa State staff and show what they can do here a little bit and and I will say this, Ken because you know you guys kind of mentioned a lull period and you know you often kind of give me a, a shot to share some things on this show absolutely. I put out probably one of my favorite stories, and you know based on what people are saying, I'm sure Trent maybe saw on the boards. I think people really enjoyed i was I was uh you know lucky enough to catch up with four members of the Iowa State Recruiting Department and just kind of get a behind-the-scenes look on how they operate with things, what they look for in Iowa State targets, and, you know, kind of how important rankings are or are not. And, you know, that came out Friday, and I think people uh, really enjoyed that. So that's something I felt could not only shine a light on what they do, but also – maybe break up some of this slow period as the recruiting cycle heats
3: up. Yeah, hey, a lot of interesting nuggets in there, and it's fun getting a, a peek behind the curtain a little bit more. Really smart move there going with that offseason piece and and uh, taking a look at what, for all intents and purposes, you got to have players to play football, hmm. and how you get them is obviously the recruiting part. Really enjoyed that one, Nick, and good work on that, a tip of the half. So speak of that, well, another recruitment. What's next? Anything on the horizon? Is it more probably closer to camp season before we next see the next football commitment. What are you hearing on that front?
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Trent. And you know, I'm comfortable putting out a couple names. One has had a crystal ball and I've mentioned it on here. Uh, tight end Cooper Alexander, who actually recently got raided and he's like a borderline four star. So if he ends up here, that would be a massive commitment for Iowa state. No hints there or anything, Ken, that's truly not done or anything, uh, but I would say, has done a really, really nice job. He will be officially visiting. We'll see if he takes a lot of others. And then, you know, I've seen the basketball world, because I haven't spoken with you guys since, uh, the local star and obviously legacy, Curtis Stinson Jr., mm-hmm. has picked up an offer from Iowa State since we all last chatted. And I do get the sense they will be, you know, a major player and tough to beat in this recruitment for Stinson. Good stuff. Nick
0: Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Put in a, weird, a word for share with us. Love to have them on, see what these corner <laughs> squirrels are making their way once the pack. Well, if indeed it does, and I'm not root for it to do so. Um, but uh, it's good content. It's Des Moines Sports Station. Nick, we will talk with you next week. Appreciate it, as always. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Appreciate you, buddy. It. Yep, good to talk to you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports. You're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, it's time for your plays of the day. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, no NBA tonight. Get yeah, back that's tomorrow. I was feeling it. I was seeing it well. There was no NBA on Saturday. It was really weird, too, right? That was okay. Busy weekend. Mother's, Mother's Day. day. We- yeah. Mother's Day. That Newt Bar piece got me. Maybe it's because my mom, I went, you know, just thinking back, right? Yeah. It's, it was really well done. Really well done when they surprised him on the set. Um, he was being interviewed. Uh, so we got baseball. You got one game 7 Mm-hmm. I'm already pretty invested in the stars.
3: I got two different future tickets on Dallas. Do did I have them at a good price? Plus
1: 1950 That's and plus good. Good
3: 2400. Holy mackerel! Yeah. When did you buy those? Uh the 24 was back in January, and the 1950 was right before the playoffs. Oof. Circa was the 1950. Better price than he got anywhere yeah. on the Stars. Plus the 183 is what the Kraken currently are.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, they, they dominated on uh, Saturday night. Dominated them.
3: Stars, how big of a favor would they be against Vegas?
0: I think Vegas will
3: be the favorite. You do? I do. I oh, think okay. Vegas so it flip the other yep. way? Okay. Vegas was the one seed. So I got about $400 if the Stars win it all. Little north of that, about 450. 50 bucks? Why not? On the Kraken tonight? Why not? Guarantee myself a profit. Do, do it. Boy, I like the stars tonight, though.
0: <laughs> Ottinger needs to play better. <laughs> yes, He's, he does. He so good yes, against the does. Wild. What happened to that goalie? Yes. See, I mean, they couldn't get a puck past him when Minnesota couldn't.
3: Well, you know what we have coming up later this week? Yeah, it's a PGA, baby. Yeah. And so tonight, with just one game seven. Oh, it's no one NBA, more time? This is going to be, we're getting out the sheets, we're doing the work. Where's it,
0: Rochester? It's in New York, right? I think, isn't so, it?
3: I don't know.
0: I haven't looked that deep yet.
3: I well, told you We're doing that tonight. tonight. Right, right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to be a big part of the evening, though, because I don't want to miss any Lakers
0: Nuggets on Tuesday night. Nor do I. Nor do I. I just, I just hope that's clearly going to be the, the better of the two series, right? What's the price for Celtics in four? Oh, you want to get the a sweep. sweep? I'll find it when we come back. All right. Miller & Condon, uh, quarter before one. It's Des Moines Sports Station, uh, 106.3. Restrictions apply.
1: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook
2: Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent.
0: Ten minutes before one, Millery Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. So what did you find out when we went to break? The homework that you were doing, did you get through it? What was the homework I don't again? remember what I asked you to do. I just <laughs> remember we had an assignment we were going to check.
3: Oh, a sweep, right? That's four what we are looking for. Right. Yeah. Four zip. Well, let me bring it up here and see if we can find some prices. I was just figuring out exactly what I was doing in baseball. And, yes, I did bite the bullet, and I bought a little bit out of my star's future. And took the crack in plus 183. That will be one of my five uh, four official picks coming up here today. So let's see here. You want a Celtic sweep. Hmm. I don't want a Celtic sweep. By the way, I would
0: bet that That's it That's what you would bet. Uh-huh. NBA, alternate. Because I think total that would be a decent total. price. Oh, absolutely. I was guessing in five would be the favorite. Team props, game props, quarters, have,
3: series props. This is what we're looking for here to win the series. All right, we already talked about that. Series spread, series correct score. Here we go. Boston 4 0 plus 360. Mm. Boston 4
0: 1.
3: Plus two forty five. That's,
0: that's the shortest price. Is my guess.
3: Uh, Celtics in six plus three sixty and seven also plus three sixty. Not a whole lot to no. get tantalizing about nope. nope. there if you're going to go that route. The betting favorite in the Nuggets Lakers series is.
0: Uh, the people love the Lakers, but it should be the Nuggets.
3: Nuggets in seven. Second choice Lakers in six. As game six would be in mm-hmm. LA. Three to one and plus 380 respectively for them. I like series prices more than trying to narrow it down, or where you can do like minus one and a half. Just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying it won't go to yeah. a game seven. I've done those from time to time, but nothing series wise, I don't think I'm going to jump on it. Well, what if I can do the Heat plus one and a half, basically guaranteeing it goes six or seven? Mm hmm. Let's see if we got that in there. I don't see that happening. You don't. I don't. Plus one sixty. See, I'd be willing to jump in there. The Jimmy Butler's going to win a game. Himself. I maybe.
0: He maybe. is. Maybe. He will. Does this Tatum show up? That uh, no, not for i I'm not saying he days. needs to get fifty one, but if what if he gets forty? We saw game thirty eight. He was awful. He was terrible. Quarter. Uh, and then he got it going and he saved the game. That's where, they, that's where the series was lost. I mean, Philadelphia takes care of business down, the, and Embiid doesn't uh, touch the basketball? That's where the series was lost. That's where I'm jumping right there. Are you? You're he, in? Plus one and a half.
3: Okay. One and a half games, plus 160. Now you see, you talk me into one of these stupid things now.
0: <laughs> get me in trouble. Alright, make your baseball plays before we run out of show.
3: Good call. Let's get into it here. Starting at 5.35 Central time, Otani on the bump against Baltimore. Otani, what more can you say about him? 2.74 ERA. Mm -hmm. Rodriguez on the other side. His ERA is north of five. I'm going to lay the price here. Don't love it on the road, but I really like this Baltimore team. So do I. It's a short price, minus 124. I will play the Angels with pick number one. Pick number two, does the Red Hot Cardinals continue the birdies on the bat? What is it?
0: Your death
3: moment- taxes? No, no, no. Momentum is only as good <laughs> as today's starting, starting pitcher. pitcher. Yeah,
0: Flaherty sucks. been bad. But Contreras is catching him, Trent. <laughs> right.
3: That is not a battery mate that you're looking for. A That's guy that they. Not a plus. So is- is what you're saying? Give me Freddy Peralta here. Okay. And minus one ten is all I have to lay with the Brewers. I I like that Brewers with pick number two. Pick number three. It's another favorite. I got three favorites. You know, this is not like me tonight. A little tepid, but it's Morton. And the Braves going to lay the short price here at the Rangers. Minus 141 against Texas as Bradford will get the start. Is that Corey Bradford? I don't know. The old Baltimore guy. I yeah, wonder if he's an opener. Sure. I... Or Cody. He's not oh, Cody? I think it's Cody. Regardless. No yeah. numbers this year. And I like Morton. Even as Morton. Yep. Maybe it's not hit the apex that I thought he was going to no, get but to. he still this had point. a really nice career. Yes, he has. Really nice career. We'll jump aboard minus one forty-one. So it's the Braves, the Brewers, the Angels, and yes, the Kraken for a little bit.
0: All right, game seven tonight, seven o'clock puck drop. Can they move it to nine, please? <laughs> well, the ESPN would love to do it. I'm sure anything they can. Uh, Murph and Nanny coming up in five minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. Miller and Con, eleven to one. Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KX.